Well, hello again. God bless you. My name is Dave Nelson. We are once again going to go ahead and take a look at another proverb, chapter of Proverbs. Today is the 15th day of the month, so we will go ahead and take a look at Proverbs chapter 15. So, if you've come upon this teaching either in audio or video format, uh, I encourage you once again to grab your Bible and follow along with us, read along with us. I also want to encourage you to exhort you to study the Proverbs on a regular basis. As I have mentioned before, and as you may already know, uh, there is 31 chapters of Proverbs, so pretty much a chapter for every day of the month. Um, and uh, again, that's why we're looking at this on a daily basis like this when we're now in Proverbs chapter 15. So I'm going to go ahead and jump on into verse 1 of Proverbs 15. It says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up strife, or excuse me, stirs up anger. Um, now, this is pretty common sense, I think. But, you know, as they say, sometimes common sense isn't all that common anymore. But when we speak words that are soft, meaning words that are gentle, easily entreated, um, you know, easily received, things like that, um, we can turn away wrath. We can diffuse an angry situation. You know, we can get past it. And, uh, but a harsh word stirs up anger, you know, um, most of the time. If you, unless you've come upon somebody that's living out the Proverbs themselves, if you're somebody that, you know, speaks a harsh word to somebody, most of the time you're going to get a harsh word back at you. Anger is going to be stirred up. Unless, like I said, you come upon somebody that is applying the Proverbs in their life on a daily basis and they give you a soft answer in return. But this is just, once again, some wisdom from the Word of God here. This is how we should handle situations. And here again, I keep going back to this quite a bit, um, you know, as we've been going through these Proverbs anyway, uh, is that we need to be led by the Spirit. And if we're led by the Spirit, we're gonna, the fruit of the Spirit is going to be evident in our life, and there's going to be love and peace and joy and things like that, all the fruit of the Spirit. So we're not really going to be a person that turns to anger. We're going to try to be a peacemaker and diffuse the situation. And one way we can do that is through a soft answer. Verse 2 says, The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of the f of fools pours forth foolishness. So, again, here we go. Our tongue. It's all about our tongue, what we're speaking here, right? We're either going to speak from a kind heart, a gentle heart. Jesus said, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it's, it's kind of a good barometer as to where we are um, in our lives or what's going on inside of us, that which comes out of our mouth. Do we have harsh words coming out of our mouth? Mouth? Are we pouring wrath out of our mouths? 
you know, uh, or are we using knowledge rightly? Are we wise in what we're speaking and what we know to be right? Are we living in that way and controlling our tongue in that way? It says, but the mouth of fools pour, pours forth foolishness. So that's that person that is just going to run off at the mouth, as we've talked about several times before as we've gone through Proverbs here. And it's just gonna, they're just going to speak foolishness and they're just going to cause strife and anger and such. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch over the evil and the good. There's another scripture I think we talked about. Uh, I believe it was when I went through Proverbs chapter 12. But the Lord knows what's going on. The Lord sees all. He knows all. And the eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. He's aware of what is going on. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, verse 4, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. So here again, sticking on this theme of the tongue, and even going back to verse 3 there, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. He knows what we're speaking he knows what's happening. He's watching over us. He's watching over whether we're doing what's good or whether we're doing what's evil. Now, he has prepared in Christ Jesus, he has prepared good works for us to walk in, okay? So, and he wants us to have a wholesome tongue. That's a tree of life. You know, I'll, I'll use this moment to interject something here that just happened yesterday. And this has happened to me on more than one occasion. But, um, you know, there's these guys that'll drive around and they'll hand you a CD out their car window usually and they'll hand it to you and say, hey man, here's my music, whatever, you know? And they'll give you they'll give you their music and you know, take a listen to it. Okay, great, I'll take a listen to it. Then as soon as you walk away, they're trying to get money from you. They're pestering you for money, you know, trying to pester you for money. So I go and give it back to them, right? And then you get every vile form of hatred coming out of their mouth. Uh, racist remarks and all kinds of stuff being spewed at you, all because you didn't want to buy their CD that they just forcefully hand it to you. So just give it back, speak a kind word to them, speak a gentle word to them, and then just move on. But, you know, it's just people in the world are... You know, if they don't have peace in their heart, if they don't have the spirit of the Lord in their heart, then they're going to be speaking foolishness. They're going to be pouring forth foolishness. They're going to be, you know, stirring up strife and things like that. But that's not the case with a person that is of a wholesome tongue. Okay, that's a tree of life. Okay, meaning it's sprouting forth good things, just good things that are wholesome and pure. Um, but perverseness in the tongue breaks the spirit. Okay, so you know, again, there are you're going to go through times in your life where people are going to say things to you that you know might just hit you in the wrong way. But we have to be, if we're born again of the Spirit, if we're led by the Spirit, if we're followers of Christ, then we're going to have to deal with that appropriately, or we should deal with that appropriately and get to the place where uh, we're going to speak a gentle word back, a kind word back, and we're just going to move on, okay? A fool, verse 5, a fool despises his father's instruction, but he who receives correction 
is prudent. Okay, so that prudent person again is just that person that's, you know, realizing, hey, how can I avoid mistakes in the future? How can I, you know, avoid danger or whatever? Um, but and a good father is going to come along and instruct their son or their daughter, and 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 correct them when necessary, and you know, a wise son or a wise daughter is going to receive that correction. They're going to be prudent and they're going to say, you know what, let me think this through. Let me think about what my parent is saying here, my father's saying, and say, okay, you know, maybe maybe he knows something here. How can I apply this to my life or, or investigate this further? You know, use wisdom, use prudence in this case, right? In the house of the righteous, there is much treasure, but in the revenue of the wicked is trouble. So the house of the righteous, we've talked a lot about doing what's right as we're going through the Proverbs, righteousness. And remember, again, I keep reminding you of this, that Jesus said to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So there's much treasure for the person that does that, okay? And the revenue of the wicked, the second half of the verse says that the revenue of the wicked is trouble, Okay, so as they're going out and they're sowing seeds of wickedness and sowing seeds of evil, they're going to reap what they sow and they're going to get a just reward. Some way, shape or form, it's going to come back on them. But the person that's walking in righteousness, there's treasure in that. There's treasure in righteousness alone, doing what is good, doing what is holy and just. Okay, um, verse Seven, the lips of the wise disperse knowledge, but the heart of the fool does not do so. Again, same kind of thing here. That person that is foolish, that's pouring forth foolishness, um, as opposed to the person that their, their lips are speaking wise things and they're putting forth knowledge, good things, something that, that, that people can benefit from that others around you can benefit from. Um, that's what we need to be speaking. That's the type of person that we need to be. Verse eight, the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. In other words, the wicked person can call out to God, they can give money, they can do whatever, you know. but yet if they're living in wickedness, they've not, been born again of the spirit. They're not being led by the spirit of the Lord. Um, you know, they can do all they want. They can sacrifice all they want. They can go to church or they can do this, that, or the other thing all they want, but it's an abomination to the Lord. Why? Because of the way they're living. Their sacrifice means nothing. The Lord requires obedience. That's what the Lord requires of us is that we obey his commands. You see, that's what a follower of Jesus Christ is. It's a person that obeys the commands of the Lord and lives in that manner, led by his spirit, okay? And that's the second half of the verse there says of verse eight, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. So the way of the wicked in verse nine is an abomination to the Lord, but he loves him who follows righteousness. Solomon seems to just be driving this same point home here, okay? What is it that's an abomination to the Lord? Wickedness. What is it that the Lord loves? 
righteousness. Harsh discipline is for him who forsakes the way, and he who hates correction will die. Again, you know, I've been in position where I've ministered, ministered to many youth, teenage kids, um, ministered to their families and such. And, um, you know, this, if you can get this, if, if you happen to be a young person out there listening to this, you are going to be way ahead. You are going to be considered wise. You are going to have favor upon your life if you are walking in the way that is right. You know, and harsh discipline is for him who forsakes the way. If you don't walk in the right way, if you're walking in foolishness, there's going to be harsh discipline coming your way. Hopefully there's a parent in your life that's going to discipline you and correct you, and hopefully you will receive that correction because it says he who hates correction will die. But otherwise, you know, you're going to get corrected. You're going to get punished one way or another. Maybe it's by society. Maybe you're going to end up in jail. Maybe you're just going to have hard times because you do not want to walk in the way, the way of righteousness. Verse 11, hell and destruction are before the Lord. So how much more the hearts of the son, sons of men. I see God cares about us greatly. God cares about, and that's why his eyes are, are on what's happening. And he cares that we're walking in the right way. So our hearts, you know, are before him. He knows what's going on in our lives and he cares. Okay. A scoffer does not love one who corrects him nor will he go to the wise. Self, what it's saying there speaks for itself, right? A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. Now, there are times, there are things that we all go through in life that can break our hearts or, you know, as we like to say, or, you know, get us down or things like that. Um, but we know that a cheerful heart is something that does good for our whole body. It does good for our countenance. You know, you can see on someone's face, their countenance, you can see what they're going through in life. And, uh, you know, Solomon's just stating a fact here, the sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken, you know? So, Again, the good news for us is that we can cast all of our cares upon the Lord for he cares for us. We know that we have troubles. We know that we have trials. We have things that we go through in this life, but we must keep our eyes on the Lord. We must stay fixed on the Lord because there's a place that we're going to that eye has not seen and ear has not heard and nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love him. There, there's a place we're going through and we're just getting through this. And with that, we can have joy. When Jesus told his disciples in this world, you will have tribulation, but they could be of good cheer because he has overcome the world. In other words, he's saying, you know, there, there's a hope and a future for you. There's something good for you. Yes, you're going to have tribulation. Yes, there's going to be times when you feel like your spirit is broken in this life, but we can press on 
in the faith in the Lord. And eventually we can get to the point as we mature and as we grow in the Lord, we get to the point where the things that happen to us in life that break our spirit, the things that hurt us, that break us down and things like that, eventually as we mature in the Lord, we can look back and say, I count that as joy because that produced something in my life when I look back on it. I look back and I say, you know, that produced perseverance in me and it increased my faith. It drew me closer to the Lord, that bad circumstance that I went through that broke my spirit, okay? And when we mature and as we continue to mature, as we all continue to mature in Christ, this is what we learn, we know. And there may be more difficult times ahead. You know, sometimes it may seem like, okay, when's this gonna end? When's this gonna end? Maybe one thing comes after another, after another, after another, and it breaks your spirit. But we just stay the course. We fight the fight because we know where we're going. We know the ultimate goal. And again, I'm, of course, speaking to the one that has been born of the Spirit, that has come to faith in Christ. Verse 14, the heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge. So if you're wise and you have understanding, you're going to seek knowledge. Now, of course, this is talking about what is good, good knowledge, right? That which benefits, okay? But the mouth of fools feeds on foolishness. Some people like to just continue to wallow in the muck and the mire of this world and talk about it and just keep living it and going in that direction. They get attracted by the world. They get distracted by the world, the lust of the eye, the, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. And they just continue to feed on that foolishness because they lack understanding and they lack knowledge. And of course, the, the, the most important knowledge and the most important understanding that we need to have is the knowledge and the understanding of the will of God as we find it in the word of God. So I encourage you and exhort you to study the word, to know the word of God, okay? Um, verse 15, all the days of the afflicted are evil, but he who is of a merry heart has a continual Feast. So here, once again, Solomon's pointing out to his son that, you know, all, let me read it again, all the days of the afflicted are evil. That person that wants to be evil, that wants to walk in wickedness, that wants to go in the way of unrighteous, unrighteousness, they're just going to have affliction in their life. They're going to have hard times. They're constantly going to have to be having punishment and correction brought down on them because they choose to walk in that way. But the person that's of a merry heart, right? They're, they're, they have a continual feast. How do we get that merry heart? We get that merry heart tr truthfully by walking in what is good. Walking in righteousness when we're thinking on things that are good and pure and lovely and just and of good report. Virtuous things. I know I quote that verse a lot, but when we're thinking on those kind of things, then there's going to just be a continual feast in our lives. Now, we're not talking about eating food. We're just talking about having a happy heart, just a continual feast of a merry heart 
over and over and over in our lives because we're resting in the Lord, we're trusting the Lord, and most importantly, we are being obedient to the Lord in the way that we live our lives. Verse 17, better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fatted calf with hatred. And so it's kind of a, you know, cool little scripture here, right? It's better just, well, I don't mean to compare herbs. There are good herbs, but, you know, but it's better to just eat little weeds and grass and things like that and to, to live a lifestyle where there's love. That's the key fruit of the Holy Spirit, right? Where there's love. That's, that's the key thing that we all need to get, right? It's better to, to just, you know, have little where you got love than to have an abundance of something, but there's hatred. You know, a lot of times there are people that seek after things in their lives like money and prosperity and they put all they have into it, but they grow up with bad relationships with their children. You know, father-son relationship, for example, can be bad because the father spent his whole life trying to have the fatted calf, trying to have, you know, all the abundance of money and things like that, but yet there's hatred in the heart you know, as a result, because there's strife there, because love wasn't the key in the home, you know, doing, you know, doing the will of the Lord, walking in the ways of love and such wasn't the key thing in the home. So therefore, hatred ended up in the home. Okay. A wrathful man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger allays contention. So you want to defer contention. You want to put it off. It's the same thing with verse one, that soft word that turns away wrath, wrath. Okay. So, but a wrathful man is going to stir up strife. Okay. Verse 19 the way of the lazy man is like a hedge of thorns, but the way of the upright is a highway. So the upright person, the person that's going to do what's right, they're going to take care of what they have. They're going to work with their hands. They're going to be diligent, as we've talked about in other Proverbs that we've read. You know, they're going to be diligent with what they do. They're going to tend to the state of their flock. They're going to look after things, and they're going to they're going to they're going to just be that type of person. But the lazy man is like a hedge of thorns. You know, it's like they don't want to work. They just want to sit around. So they got weeds growing and in their yard, and different things like that are happening because they're not taking care of things. But that lazy man is something that the Bible speaks against. Okay, and it speaks a lot in favor of the diligent hand. The diligent will bear rule. Okay, a wise son, verse 20, makes a father glad, but a foolish man despises his mother. So a wise son makes a father glad. I mean, that's kind of obvious, right? That if you've got a son and he's wise in the way that he's living, He's doing things right. It's going to make your heart glad as a father. Same thing as if you have a daughter and she's doing what's right in life. Again, remember, we're reading this from the standpoint of something written to a son. But a foolish man despises his mother. You know, we talked about this, I believe, in Proverbs chapter 12 as well. But just how it grieves the mother 
when the son or daughter isn't wise, when the child's not wise. There's more of uh, the mother grieves more, it seems like. Um, and especially if the child isn't honoring his father and mother, you know, or so. And this says here, the foolish man despises his mother. You know, they just break the heart of their mother. They don't care about their mother. They, they may act like they care about their mother. You know, a lot of people go to jail and they say, I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry, mom. You know, whatever the case may be. But they're really despising their mother because they're walking in foolishness the way they live. And this is what we need to get from the book of Proverbs is how we should live. The right way to live, the, the way to choose that which is right, okay? Verse 21, folly is joy to him who is destitute of discernment, but a man of understanding walks uprightly. So again, folly is joy to him who is destitute of discernment. So in other words, in other words when someone lacks discernment, they think it's, it's fun to act foolishly, to go out and run around and tear up other people's property or do little mischievous things or whatever it may be. They think it's fun, okay? You know, to break the law or to despise their own bodies and to do, you know, all the things that foolish people can get into. They think that's fun because they're destitute of discernment. They lack discernment but a man of understanding walks uprightly. Verse 22, without, count, without counsel, plans go awry, but in a multitude of counselors, they are established. We've talked about that in past Proverbs as well, right? Seek counsel, seek godly counsel, seek godly wisdom for your life. Make that a priority in your life where you have this set up where you have godly people that you can go to for counsel to be so that your life can be established. Otherwise, everything will go awry. It'll be a mess. Okay. And once again, I'll take this opportunity to say, read the word of God, study the word of God. You'll find a lot of counsel and a lot of wisdom there. Verse 23, a man has joy by the answer of his mouth and a word spoken in due season. How good is it? I quoted the verse, I believe, when we read Proverbs chapter 12 as well, that a, uh, a word fitly spoken is like an apple of gold in a setting of silver. Okay, same thing here. You, you get joy by the answer of your mouth and a word spoken in due season. How good is it? In other words, you're speaking something at the right time for the right situation. And that is why we have to be careful with what we speak and use discernment. You know, if someone comes to you and they tell you they've got this or that going on in their lives, take time to listen. Take time to truly hear with your heart what they are saying so that you can give a proper answer, a good answer, a godly answer. The way of life winds upward for the wise. So in other words, you're going in the right direction if you're wise, that he may turn away from hell below. You're doing what's right. You're going, you're keeping your eyes on the Lord. You're going in the right direction. The Lord will despise the house of the proud, but he will establish, but he will establish the boundary of the widow. So here we see just another contrast, a widow 
and a proud person, okay? God cares about, this is the, these are the type of things that God cares about, Wid widows and taking care of orphans and doing things that are good, you know, in that sense, right? He's going to establish the boundary of the widow. In other words, he's going to surround her with safety, but he'll destroy the house of the proud. The thoughts of the wicked, verse 26, are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the pure are pleasant. Thoughts and words, two different things here, right? The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination. We already know, we've already studied here that the wicked pour forth foolishness out of their mouths. They speak wicked things. They speak evil things, right? It's easy to see what's in that person's heart, but now it gets down even beyond that and says that the thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord. That means that the Lord knows the thoughts as well, right? He sees what's going on in the thoughts, right? But the words of the pure are pleasant. Where do the words come from? From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, Jesus said. So we got a right heart when we're speaking for things that are pure and pleasant. He was greedy for gain troubles his own house, but he who hates bribes will live. Here again, you can have that situation where someone is so set on money, so fixed on money, greediness, greediness for gain. They want more money. They want more wealth. They want more prosperity and they trouble their own house. They pierce themselves through with many sorrows and they hurt their household as well because their children do not grow up with the proper training and proper attention and the proper focus that a father should be giving them, okay? And he who hates a, a bribe will live. You're not greedy for, for gain if you hate a bribe, okay? This world wants to bribe you left and right. It'll offer you all kinds of things if you'll just sacrifice what is good and what is right but you want life, you want to live, you want abundant life. And that's the life that Jesus gives. He's come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Satan comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But he's the one offering you all this great gain in this world, just like he did with Jesus, promised him all the kingdoms of the world if he would just bow down to him, okay? You think, he's not, you think he tempted that with Jesus? Do you think he's not going to tempt you with that? To try and take away that which is good from you, that which is pure, that which is pleasant, that which is holy, that which is upright? Satan wants to steal that from you, and he wants to steal your joy. The heart of the righteous studies how to answer. Think about that. You're just thinking on things. You're taking time to think about it. You're studying about it. Hmm. I don't need to give a quick answer here. Let me think about this. Sometimes you even have to say, hmm, let me get back to you. Let me think this thing through. Let me pray about this. Let me meditate on this before I even give you an answer. Because the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil, but the righteous person studies how to answer, okay? The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. Again, he knows the thoughts of the wicked. He's looking on the evil and the good. He sees what's going on. And he cares about us doing what is right and what is good. Verse 30, the light of the eyes rejoice, rejoices the heart. And a good report makes the bones healthy. 
So it matters what we see, what we choose to look at, okay? So that our heart will rejoice. If we keep our eyes fixed on things that are evil and you know, if we're constantly seeing bad, getting bad reports, it says a good report makes the bones healthy. Like if we're putting our eyes on all the bad news in the world and all of that kind of stuff, uh, we're not going to have a joyful heart. Our heart's not going to be rejoicing, okay? But if we're looking on things that are good and we're listening to good reports and all of that, it's going to affect us deeply. It says you have healthy bones. You know, it's going to affect you. A merry heart does good like medicine. The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. So the ear that hears the rebukes of life. You know, sometimes life slaps us upside the head and we deserve it because of choices that we made. Sometimes life just rebukes us. And sometimes we're running into a wall because of choices that we make. And we need to hear that rebuke. We need to pay attention to that rebuke. And then we can abide among the wise. We'll be considered wise when we say, oh, I hit that wall hard and I understand what I did to make that happen. I'm turning, I'm repenting. I'm not going in that direction anymore. I'm not going to hit that wall again. A lot of times people will hit the wall, hit the brick wall, and they'll blame life and they'll curse life. And they say, everything happens bad to me when it might have been their own choices that built the wall in the first place. Verse 32, he who disdains instruction despises his own soul, but he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. Same thing, same thing here. Receive instruction, be wise, um, don't hate instruction, because if you do, you're the only one that's going to end up hurt by it and you're going to continue in the, the ways of foolishness, right? We need to heed rebuke sometimes. Pay attention to what goes on in our lives and how we can gain from it and become better from it. Verse 33, the final verse of chapter 15, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility. So another verse says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So in other words, it starts with reverencing the Lord. And this here says the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom. So we need to reverence the Lord, yield to the Lord, because that's where it all starts. What starts? Well, there's instruction that begins in our lives. There's correction and, and guidance and counsel, wise counsel, all of these things that we're reading about as we study the Proverbs. But it says that the last half of verse 33 here says, and before honor is humility. You see, we must be willing to humble ourselves and to say, I need to receive this instruction. I need to be wise. I need to receive this rebuke. I need to receive this correction if necessary, when that type of thing comes our way. And then we're having humility and then we will receive honor, you know, as we go forward. So there we have it. Another chapter of Proverbs today. 
We went live on Howdy from Texas. Y'all, Howdy knows Nugget. Thank you for watching. Appreciate you being there. Um, we will go ahead and stop here for today. And God bless. And once again, if you have anything that we can help you with in your spiritual walk with the Lord, reach out to us. Go to our website, aloveoutreach.com and fill out the contact form there and we will get back in touch with you. We will see you next time. God bless.